Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Safer Social Media Show. On the show, we talk about how we as individuals can gain the ability to take a more critical look at what we see online and become more selective about how we use that information and how that in turn leads to freedom of disinformation. Today, we're talking about how we can use public shaming against trolls or cyber bullies. We'll be back in a bit, so don't go anywhere. And welcome again. We're talking about using public shaming against trolls and bullies. If you don't know who I am, I'm your hostess, Brigitte Limbanda. I am a global Goodwill ambassador and a live streaming advocate. I started my career raising awareness about the water crisis in South Africa. I produce and host online shows and lead conversations with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and authors. And my amazing co-host, is Alison Diamond. Alison is a sociologist and a social media enthusiast, and she's concerned about disinformation and malicious behavior. She likes to focus on finding user-based solutions and is the reason why we decided to start the show together. So welcome to the show, Alison. How are you today? I'm pretty good in hot Las Vegas. Yes, and I'm in Cape Town. So if you are watching with us today, you're following the show, please tell us where in the world you are joining us from. Let us know where you're watching from. So we're talking about um, trolls and using shaming to deal with with trolls today. And I think we, we decided, you must please excuse me, I'm trying to get over the flu for the last couple of weeks now and I keep coughing, so I will mute myself if I need to cough. So there's three things that we're going to be discussing today. Um, the first one is what is public shaming? The second one, what is the purpose of public shaming? And the third one is how do we how do we know a punishment has been successful if we do employ this type of tactic? Um, so Alison, I'm, I'm wondering, would you like to kick off the conversation with describing or, or what do you think public shaming is uh, is about? Okay, uh, well, uh, I will give a, a couple of sentences uh, before that, just to say that this topic came up because there, the concern about how to deal with trolls uh, has been kind of reached a fever pitch. And so we're looking at all the different ways that we can protect ourselves. And one of the things that some people will do is come back at the troll. And, um, and try to out them and shame them. And so that's why we're discussing this today. Is that really a good idea? Um, and our first question is, what is public shaming all about? And so basically it's public action you take against an individual um, or group who has uh, violated a social norm or you know a public rule or a policy that we all kind of tacitly follow. Um, things like 
don't know, don't uh, talk on your phone during a funeral. That would be one example of a social norm. There's no law against it, right? But it's something that we don't accept. We find it to be very um, disrespectful and rude. So um, public shaming maybe would be to point out that person and um, embarrass him and then he'll hang up the phone. So that's what we're talking about, um, that kind of shaming. So um, maybe Bridget, you can talk about the, um, the purpose of public shaming in terms of um, you know, what, what we're hoping will come out of it. I, I wonder, I was just thinking, you know, maybe one could call it social, social shaming. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's what it uh, is. Yeah, it is social shaming, and 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 it essentially is a form of vigilante justice, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, um, taking matters in your own hands, and and I mean we've discussed this extensively on on where whether or not or the merits of whether or not we should wait for platforms to bring about justice, social justice, whether we should wait for legislation to bring about social justice. And so I guess the public shaming is, it is what it is, vigilante justice, taking matters into our own hands. Right. Um, yeah, should we? Um, I, you know what, I'm, I have mixed feelings on that. <laughs> Obviously, uh, if you're a troll, you probably have some other ideas um, that you're going to follow up with, which may make uh, public shaming either impossible or difficult for the person who's trying to shame the person. Um, trolls often don't care. <laughs> That's why they're they're doing that. But if you out them, um, it, for certain people, it may actually have an effect. So um, that's why I'm, I, I'm kind of mixed. I'll be careful about when I employ that and, um, and who I employ it against. I guess I'll say that. <laughs> what do you think? I think I want to agree with you there. You know, to me, it's whenever we talk about being safe socially and bullying, um, I always want to go with it depends because it's dependent on who the bully is and what the motive is. Because, you know, sometimes you get someone who's just completely ignorant about a, a situation um, and you can negate what they're saying by correcting them and stating facts. You know, I'm never, I'm never, I'm not a proponent of attacking a bully online. You get right. very little done that way. Um, but if you can counteract or balance what they say with a fact, you know, or ask them um, where they got the information from because these are the facts, mm -hmm. yeah. um, that we very often would kind of silence them. Right. So um, that's kind of, um, I, I would say, the socially accepted way to um, role model to the troll how the conversation should be going. And that is a tactic. If everybody continues to be civil, the troll won't get a whole lot of fun out of that behavior and uh, may eventually move on. Mm. Yeah. So our second question is, what is the purpose of public shaming? So um, um, yeah, the first thing is punishment through humiliation, which we mentioned. Yeah. It definitely is, is true. 
and and the funny thing is that that is that is what they set out to do in the first place mm -hmm. um, with their bullying tactics is to humiliate you or make you look silly or stupid online mm -hmm. or take the mickey out of you whatever it is and so I guess to one ex some extent one could say it's giving them back a bit of their own medicine if you wish true, true. Um, but I would I would also say that you know I think one has to always have when you online always have the mindset that this could happen expect it to happen it's just right. the way things are we wish it wasn't that way but it is that way um, and I and I noticed that a lot of people who get a lot of people get blindsided and then they're so totally surprised that they came across an online bully mm -hmm. and my take is always what about it surprises you it's been happening for the longest time you know so just realize it when you put yourself out there and you know the funny thing is this doesn't just so a lot of people are under the impression that this is something that happens in the in uh in twitter and on periscope and on facebook and lo and behold a forum like linkedin is also littered with trolls mm -hmm. So I think irrespective of, you know, they may be a little bit more underhanded on LinkedIn, if you wish, mm -hmm. maybe a touch more subtle, but it definitely does exist there. Yeah, yeah. Um, another reason for um, public shaming is to remind everybody of those social norms and to deter others from doing the same thing. So if we shame that person for trolling, somebody else who might have trolled might think, you know what, it's not worth the trouble. You know, they might find out who I am and go after me too. So you possibly could, you know, shut down other trolls who might have jumped in. We all know people like to pile on when there's something negative going on online. It's just totally for entertainment purposes. I know, right? It takes it usually just takes one person and in the next minute you've got the whole a whole horde of people doing the same thing because they now feel somehow brave enough because someone else has done it first. Yeah. And that kind of makes it okay. It's pretty much like someone going along on the highway mm -hmm. and this one person will feel it's okay to speed and the guy will say, Well, if he's speeding, so can I. Yeah, you know, I it's see like that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> one car will be going abnormally fast, and you can almost guarantee there's going to be at least one more doing the exact same thing. You know, I'm just always prepared. Where's the second one? You know, exactly. And so, and so, the the the, the, the public shaming or the social sales uh, shaming is an attempt to remind people that you know. Hey, come on! It's it's not it's not okay to do this. Mm -hmm. um, it's not socially acceptable. And so, for me, I think the idea would be to try and drown out the trolls with yeah. um, or, or balance it out, and and let them realize that you know we're not going to allow you to take over our playing field and play nice. Right. Yeah, I agree. So um, we also are talking about what punishment actually is for. 
because obviously the public shaming is, like you said, uh, a form of vigilante justice. You know, we're kind of taking it into our own hands. Um, I have I've posted uh, question number one, I think, um, because we do have a Twitter chat also. So just to let you know, I threw that out there. Um, and that's why have some people turned to outing trolls and cyber bullies on social media. Um, so when we talk about punishments, um, maybe you can talk about the first one. There's going to be five, um, at least in the United States and Amer in the Americas that, you know, North America, I would say. I don't, um, I don't know. Maybe we can look at other countries, but these are the justifications that we use um, for punishment in this country. And the first one is? It's to deter the person or to help them to understand that they need to refrain from, um, from such an offense um, and that they would avoid punishment. So I think that that's kind of global. You know, I don't think it applies just in the in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, punishment to to deter. Um, I think I think that certainly applies in South Africa as well. Mm -hmm. um, again, those of you who are watching us, please let us know where in the world you're joining us from. Be great, and if you have a perspective, um, then please share that with you. And I'm going to say hello to Joy. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Joy. So, um, so the first one is to is you want to shame publicly to deter them, right? And then, um, what would you say the second one is? Um, the second one would be incapacitation. So, while deterrence is you decide that you're not going to do it because you don't want to be punished, the second one is we stop you from doing it. Um, an example outside of the internet would be. Um, um, well, putting you in jail could stop you from doing a lot of things. Um, taking away your driver's license um, is, you know, a way to incapacitate, even though it doesn't stop you from actually driving. Um, but that's the idea. Take their keys away, right? That's incapacitation. Online, um, it would be to uh, maybe ban them from a, a channel. So if the troll is on your, in your Facebook group, you can report it to the administrators and they can ban that person from the group. They can kick them out, give them a warning or whatever it is. But if it goes on, that's a form of incapacitation. Troll will have to go elsewhere. Yeah, I, I must say I have noticed that um, I think also because of um, Facebook rules, for example, I know that they, you know, because they become less They've made admins of groups, for example, responsible for how people within the group act or react or don't act, whatever it is, you know. And mm -hmm. so I think admins have become a lot more um, strict. They've taken on that responsibility of yeah. making sure that people do toe the line, um, possibly not by actively watching everybody's comments because it's not possible, but they incorporate that in the rules of engagement. Right. Um, within their group. And I know that certain uh, platform groups have got a very strong, um, have taken a very hard line. And some of them will say, you know, two strikes you are, three strikes you are. And some of them I've seen more and more of, they'll say one strike and you're out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good. Uh, one thing that you have taught me 
when you and I were uh, broadcasting a couple of years ago, I think it was now, maybe more, um, you taught me how great it is to have somebody else helping when there's a, a program going on. So with Brigetti as the producer, for example, if I were hosting a show, she were producing it, she would be the one to look out for trolls. And then she, in the background, would take care of it. And that's a great way for all of you if you're hosting shows. If you have somebody who'd be willing to take on that role for you, it makes your life so much easier. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, if you are online and you're doing live streaming, for example, like what we're doing now, um, it's a great plan. And it's something that I do advocate, as you said, um, is having someone that will take care of the back end for you while you are producing your live stream. Ask someone who is a great supporter of your show to help you monitor or appoint someone to monitor for you so that you don't get thrown off kilter. Exactly. Um, because that can happen, especially if you're discussing something um, that's deep and detailed. You know, you want to be able to focus your, your energy on being a good presenter and being attentive to the people who want to be in your broadcast. You don't really have the time to be distracted by trolls. Which is what their purpose is. They're disruptors. Yeah. yeah. And and something that I that I recommend um, often is to say, you know, if if you've had this problem before, is when you start your broadcast, you can start it with an announcement and say, We have a zero tolerance for trolls in our broadcasts. That is our policy. If you are a troll, you will be blocked. And everybody knows um, right from the outset what your policy is in your broadcast and that you will not tolerate any nonsense. And mm -hmm. that takes care of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about so, number three? Number three, um, let's see if I can put number three, is rehabilitation. So after you've meted out the punishment and you've incapacitated them and maybe can i regress for a second because sure. this short thought just got into my head um i was you know thinking about when you talk about social justice and you out somebody you know for an offense like um online bullying or trolling you know do you think one should i don't know how to, how one would go about it exactly but i'm thinking one should have something like you know, for X, Y, Z kind of offense, you should lose all social media privileges, you know, mm -hmm. period. Right. You're not allowed back onto social media ever again. <laughs> Obviously, depending on the gravity, like, you know. Um, Maybe stalking? Yeah, or, you know, as I said, it depends on the gravity. Or if you're just behaving badly, you lose your, you know, social media privileges for a month for three months, for six months. I know that Facebook already, for example, does that. You know, you if you commit an offense, you can get locked out of your account for, depending on what it is, uh, for seven days and sometimes for a month. Mm -hmm. I've, I've heard of people who were blocked for a month. Right. And obviously, you know, if you are a, if you're just Joe Soap and you casually on Facebook, it's not going to bug you that much. But um, 
if you are if you're running a business for example would you really want to risk being a troll right if you realize that it could hurt your business mm -hmm. you know a lot of businesses for example are very dependent on facebook ads even if they don't do anything else on facebook they use the platform to run advertising to get to um their customers or potential customers yeah. so would you want to risk losing that privilege for no. example yeah a lot of trolls have large followings because of course they want the attention and you know they usually have a bunch of friends who are following who do the same thing you get locked out of your account you know sometimes over time people will forget you unfortunately that's what happens in social media so you don't want to lose your following you don't want to lose your account um, whatever it is that you're doing um, that can hit some people really hard so um, that's a good tactic, I think, for um, especially for people with large followings. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I do believe that, you know, social, bad social behavior has been, has been learned over a period of time. And, um, and I think one can unlearn it. There are ways to unlearn it. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, following on what we discussed earlier, it's kind of, I felt brave enough to do it because someone else did it. But if I'm put into a situation where I'm now mixing with people who have socially acceptable behavior, I can adapt and I can change my behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially kids, you know, sometimes you grow out of that stuff. Yeah, I, I do believe I do believe so. Mm -hmm. And then our next point is restitution. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, are you talking about rehabilitation? What, what we just uh, labeled it? Yes, yes. <laughs> Number three. And I'm jumping the gun a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. You actually did talk about rehab, which is the goal is to restore that person to uh, you know, rehab kind of implies that they were well-behaved in the first place, which often mm. that's not the case. So um, rehab in this regard would be, um, it, it could be counseling, it could be um, the punishment of, you know, incapacitating them, which leads them to, you know, think differently about their behavior and they start to become a more responsible user of social media. So that's rehab, they're restored to um, acceptable behavior. You know, the one the one case that just came to my mind, and I'm not sure whether you um, are familiar with it, but we had a case, and I think it did, I think it was actually in the US mm -hmm. uh, a couple of months back where, and I think it was a well-known person that um, was at the gym and then took a picture of an older woman while yeah. she was in the shower. Oh. Yeah, I remember that story. And wasn't she... A, a public figure, the, the one who did that, like a social media influencer, so to speak? Yes, you 100%, you 100% right. Um, it, it was, this person was a, um, an inf, an influencer. Yeah. And, and, and one would, you know, the sad thing about that is that you would expect someone like that or someone who's deemed an influencer, you would expect them to know better. Yeah, I'm um, some of the things people do, I don't know why, but when 
influencers do bad things, it just, it blows my mind. <laughs> and I think what struck me about that particular case is that um, the punishment that was meted out felt more like a slap on the wrist. Yeah. I, I but, don't think, I didn't think that, that, that there was enough restitution um, in that particular case. I mean, that poor woman, yeah. um, you know, it, it's, I, I, I don't think the punishment was just. But what did the user, what did the users do? Well, <laughs> she was trolled right back mightily. I mean, all sorts of you know negative responses to her. Um, shame on you, and everybody's beautiful. Like really positive stuff for the woman who was victimized, and shaming of the woman who you know had the audacity to you know take a picture of a naked woman, you know, and and trash her body because she was older. Just a horrible violation of trust. So um, yeah, it was a vigilante response where everybody else jumped in and reminded her of how horrible that behavior is and how unacceptable it is. Yeah. So that so that to me is almost a a situation where you where you've seen a good example of how social justice or social vigilantism mm -hmm. can work out to or for the good of society. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And so it doesn't have to be violent. People think of vigilantes running around with guns and stuff like that. No, these are just people reminding us that certain kinds of behavior are unacceptable and they're taking it upon themselves because the platforms usually are not doing their job and they're not doing it well enough. They're not sending a strong enough message. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, you know, I think I also want to to remind myself and everyone else that we all can play a huge role when it comes to social justice or socially acceptable um, behavior. You know, I always make a point of saying to people, if you see something that's socially unjust, don't just ignore it. Mm -mm. You know, come to the aid of the person who's being attacked. Mm -hmm. um, you know, give them a helping hand up because remember, it tomorrow it could be you, it could yep. be any of us. Mm -hmm. You know, when you least expect it. So if you see some kind of a social injustice online in social media, say something, speak up yeah, for the person. You could it. Yeah, you don't have to be the victim. You can report the behavior to the platform. And um, we talked about maybe it was last week, um, maybe texting the person who's the troll doing it um, in there, like on Facebook, would be through Messenger, um, saying, hey, I don't know if you know this, but what you said sounded really harsh. They probably already know it. <laughs> but you're reaching out to them without embarrassing them publicly, and it might make them think, if she's doing it here, what if she goes in front of the whole group and says something about me? You know, maybe they'll leave, maybe they'll stop their behavior, who knows? But at least you tried. And I always go and talk to the people who were victimized, not always, but depending on the situation, I will text them and say, hey, look, I support you. I think you're you're right, whatever it was you said, or you had the right to say what you said. Um, just wanted you to know. And sometimes that brings a lot of relief to people who are, who are being victimized because you can feel so alone. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I've reached out to people a few times when I've seen them victimized 
and I'll send them a, a, a DM or a PM, you know, a, a private message just to let them know, listen, I've got your back. Um, I've noticed what happened to you and I don't think it's right. And, um, you know, I, I will support you. It makes a huge difference to have someone come out and say to you, I think that what's happened to you now was an unjust um, act and the person acted incorrectly. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yes, never, never keep quiet. And just getting back to the to restitution, um, I think it's a little bit of a minefield still because again, there are no clear guidelines um, with regards to restitution. Yeah, you know what is what is acceptable. I mean, like this lady we talked about now in the you know in the shower. I think I think social justice was meted out there because of the backlash that this influencer got. Mm -hmm. um, but that is a unique case because because it happened with it happened to be an influencer, and yeah. you know her followers corrected her. But what if it's not an influencer, um, and and something like that happened, mm -hmm. you know? We need to back these people up because we see situations where instances like that lead to suicide because people don't know how to deal with the situation. Right. Um, it, it's not a minor issue by any means. Mm -mm. Yeah, so I think supporting victims is very, very important, and it's not a difficult role for us all to play. You may be afraid to confront the bully, but there is no reason... Um, that we can't reach out to the victim, even if you're doing it in the public forum and say, hey, um, you know, I, I appreciated what you had to say. And, and sometimes you can do that, like you said earlier, and kind of drown out the negativity, get the conversation going again. Mm. Oh, absolutely. What are your thoughts on retribution? <laughs> um, I think that uh, it's a minefield when it comes to um, cyberbullying. Um, retribution is when you subject the person to um, some kind of punishment um, that perhaps is as bad as, or maybe even worse than uh, you feel they've uh, you know, done to the other person. So retribution is vengeance. And I think that when you take vengeance on people, you're usually doing it in anger and typically doing something in anger, uh, we don't, think it out too clearly, we may do more harm than good. So retribution, I'm, I'm not really for it. Uh, I, I, an eye for an eye, I, I, I have a hard time with that, only because of who we're dealing with. And, um, and we don't know that person, you know? You don't know who that person is. You don't know what they're dealing with. Trolls are people too. They got issues. Um, and I don't think attacking them is always the best recourse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted. I I would agree with you there one hundred percent. You know, you you never know who you're dealing with, mm -hmm. and um, you know, as much as I love social media and I really enjoy live streaming, for example, I'm always mindful of the fact that my life is more important than anything else in this world. The life of my family is more important, and so I'm never going to put myself. Um, in a situation where something could lead to endangering my life or that of my family, you know, that is not a wise way to respond. No, no. And, um, and, and the bully wants you to go out of control. 
I mean, that's what the bully is looking for. And once you have sunk to the bully's level, they've won and they may leave after that. And you're left feeling like, wow, I can't believe I lost control. You know, you end up feeling like an idiot. <laughs> but if you understand where trolls are coming from, you can save yourself all that energy. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer in taking a breath. You know, whatever the situation is, take a breath, mm -hmm. step back. Um, and in my own situation where I was in a situation of being bullied online, um, and, and it's a very emotive thing. You know, it's a very emotional thing when somebody is attacking you personally. Mm -hmm. um, and it may take a lot of inner strength to step back yeah. and, and not to want to retaliate. Um, you know, you have to step back and evaluate the situation. And again, every situation is very, very different. It depends on who the bully is and in what form the bullying is taking place. So there's no, there's no one size fits all, right. I would say. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So. And the thing I'd like to touch on, um, we'll post the last, should I post the last question there? Sure, sure. So the other thing that I want that I think we should touch on and why we need to be careful in terms of or when we making a decision with regards to um, retribution or vengeance, you want to be aware of the fact that you never know who the other person is. We talked about that a little bit, but I, just to dive a little bit more into that, you never know what kind of personal issues that your your bully has got mm -hmm. whether it's mental illness anger issues drug abuse you don't know yeah that's true and that's why uh sometimes when you take retribution against somebody vengeance against somebody that person um, could be maybe at risk of suicide self-injury self-harm you just don't know who you're dealing with so even though they're obviously not putting themselves out there as far as their real name and, and all of that, they want to be anonymous. Uh, and they, so they, you know, you don't know who you're dealing with. You should still, I think, remember that there's a human being behind there. Don't take it personally. They don't know you. So there really is no reason to take it personally. You're just a convenient target. And if you can keep that in mind, um, you know, maybe you won't put yourself in the position of, you know, retaliating and escalating, you know, this, this person. And the other thing, of course, is safety. You know, we've talked about um, what trolls can do, the harm they can do to you. Um, I mean, why, you can't stop their behavior, but why be part of um, any kind of provocation? It just, it doesn't make any sense. Absolutely. Shall we tell our viewers what's coming up next week? Yes, because I'm excited about it. <laughs> I am too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so next week we have an interview with the head of the UK chapter of the Facebook group called I Am Here. So it's hashtag I Am Here. And it's a global uh, effort to counter hate speech on Facebook. And um, I think it's brilliant. You have got to uh, join us and you know, we'll have a nice conversation with her and uh, her name is Karen Kay. And, uh, and she'll tell you what the program's about. We'll ask her some questions 
and uh, maybe you can do a little reading up on I am here and maybe you'll have some questions too. And feel free to ask them before uh, next week. And uh, you know, maybe we'll add them somehow to the show, maybe to the Twitter chat and get your questions answered. Yes, absolutely. Go and have a look. They're a, a, a huge Facebook group and uh, they do phenom phenomenal work. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love their, I love their approach. I love the way um, that they're approaching online bullying. So yes. do join us next week for episode eight when we have um, Karen Kay of the I Am Here organization. So thank, thank you everyone who's joined us live today. Do let us know again in the comments um, where you joined us from. If you've got any further comments about cyberbullying, if you want to tell us a little bit about your own personal experience um, or what your take is on how to best deal with uh, cyberbullying, mm -hmm. please leave us a comment as well and we'll get back to those. Yes, and those questions that we posted, um, we're going to have them on Twitter. I'll also post them individually. So there'll be seven individual questions on um, in the Safer Social Media page, on that page. So you can respond to any of those as well. Um, we'd love to have you be part of the conversation. Oh, absolutely. We totally look forward to having you back again. And so I guess with that, a huge big thank you for joining us. And we'll see you back next week again. That's right. So. Goodbye from Las Vegas. And goodbye from Cape Town. Have a great weekend. On behalf of the flight crew, thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant day.